0: You are listening to the Kick-Ass Podcast. Hello and welcome to the seventh edition of the kick Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Cowan, General Manager of Hass Crane and Equipment Rental. Joined today by President and CEO, John Hass, Chief Operating Officer, Rob Mohan, Chief Financial Officer, Kevin Rake. Fellas, thanks for joining us what on what is basically our one-year anniversary of the podcast.
1: Seven episodes, one year in. Let's do it.
0: Yes, sir. Today's lineup, 2023 in review. Also going to talk about 2024, some of the expectations, the always popular commissions, and some of the announced jobs and HME projects. So before we jump into this, as I mentioned, it's a one-year anniversary. The first podcast, January 27th, direct message to employees. I know that some of the topics on that first one were kind of challenging uh, as far as the the company in review in 2022. And uh, coming off what appears to be a uh, record year for 2023, pretty uh, impressive what kind of difference a year makes. Well, thanks, Jeff
2: you know 2023 has been a phenomenal year for us uh, i think we did a did a lot of things right and i think probably the, the number one thing is you know working as a team uh everybody rolling in the right direction getting the estimates right getting the materials right we got a, got a little bit lucky there with some material prices falling from prices that were higher when they were bid and and so we made up a little bit of money back there that maybe we lost the year before and uh you know, it's, it's just been a, a, a great year for everybody to work together and, and coming off COVID. It's been a, a great feeling. You know, in in the year before, uh, maybe a couple years, that we didn't have the incentives and commissions to pay out, and man, it 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 hurt me. You know, I, I I really take a lot of pride in making sure that I'm I'm taking care of guys, and I know you guys are always working hard, and we, we want to do our best to be able to pay out what we can and still be competitive in the marketplace, and so getting back to where we needed to be was was a was a big deal to to me, and I think it was to our entire team. So fantastic job. And I just want to shout out to everybody out there, you know, great job for 2023 and we're looking forward to 2024.
0: Well, I know there were some heartfelt comments on that first podcast and uh, it's nice that this one has a lot different vibe.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a night and day different kind of from where we were coming out of 21 and 22 to where we are sitting today. Yeah, a year ago when we uh,
3: had the podcast coming out of 22, we, uh, we talked a little bit about estimating we realized our estimating software was set up too aggressive. Material handling was estimated very low. We made those adjustments and, and we definitely saw the benefits of the adjustments we made to the estimating software. So that, that was one big thing that attributed to our success in 23.
0: Well, I tell you what, one of the things that I can, I can speak to that obviously commissions like the ultimate scorecard for employees, but a company that, that went through some turbulence and is able to make the necessary changes identify improvements that need to be made and then come out better and stronger should give people should make people feel really really good about the company, uh the direction, leadership, just knowing that you can withstand some tough times and you come back stronger. Absolutely, Jeff. A couple things
3: too, you know, just to kind of run through some stats from twenty three. We started a weekend shift at TFI Machine and Structural Shop. Uh we started a weekend shift at HME South at the Petty Assembler. We grew right at about 30 employees for the year, you know, and, and that's a, speaking of hires, that's one good thing to, to bring up. Some of our best hires are references, so keep that in mind. You know, a good person, family member, a friend, let them know how great it is to work for the group of companies and send them our way.
0: Hearing about the commissions would certainly uh, help in that regard. So, anybody have anything else on 23 before we jump on to the next next topic?
1: Well, we can just talk a little bit about commissions. We did have a record payout for the year. Um, we've been running commissions pretty much or incentives pretty much from the very beginning uh, that John started HME. And for 2023, we paid out just a little over four million dollars as a group to employees, uh, as a result of the commission and incentives. And so to try to piggyback off of some of those great changes and the improvements that we made, uh, that was the result. And so, you know, I'm I'm anxious that, uh, you know, employees are excited about those results and those payouts. And then, you know, the anxiety, the anxiousness goes on to 2024. And how do we repeat what we did, what worked in 23 and keeping it going for 2024?
0: That's a quick turnaround from the conversation a year ago, of this podcast, when there were no commissions going from that to record commissions, which I know Rob, some, some of the things you talked about, some of the processes and things like that, but that's pretty impressive. You
2: know, and, and, and I, I'd have to, to sharpen there. Um, I think we got a little bit of a boost because of the way that the materials changed. Um, so as much as we're, you know, breaking our arms, patting ourselves on the back, you know, we got to be careful. We got to be continuously, aggressively moving forward and figuring out how to be better. And I, I think that each one of us needs to, you know, look across from the, the table or the person beside you and say, hey, you know, how can you be a greater person in general? Because if if we, you know, if we let off the gas just a little bit, it'll happen again. So we, we've we got to keep moving, always looking for that next opportunity, trying to figure out how we can be a little bit better. And, you know, from my vision of when we started the incentives and commissions, and it's gone through some changes through the years to try and make it better, make it more representative of what really helps the company out, what those goals are. And, you know, from that standpoint, I always like to think that we're all rowing in the same direction towards, you know, making a little bit more money and doing a little better. And, and sometimes, uh, you know, I, I'd like to say that that commission, maybe it impacts everybody in the company and you, you look beside the guy that maybe he's not pulling his weight and you, you know, you, you give him a little kick or you say, Hey, come on, man, we're working together to get this thing done. And so from a simple, logical standpoint, I think that the commission incentive purpose is that we're always working to get done, always working to do a good job. You know, the, the better that we can complete our work, the more that we're going to be able to make. And that's, that's been my long-term goal is that we're working smart, we're working hard, um, we're watching out for each other. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, to watch out for every employee, and, and I hope that the employees are trying to watch out for me. So it's, it's a
0: win-win situation. Enjoy the commission, but don't get complacent. So the commission process, is there a, uh, is there a, a formula that you guys, I mean, I, I guess we've seen kind of the form in some of those letters before, but what, what, what exactly does that look like?
1: Yeah. So just kind of those, those quarterly letters, they go out and they try to hit in high level kind of the idea behind the calculation for both the commission and the incentive. So run the, through that real quick. Just the commission is based off the individual company. Uh, There's centered around three goals that we look at for growth profitability and billable hours. And so we monitor um, the results on a quarterly basis, and we try to pay those out as a commission each quarter. Uh, And then as the incentive, it's the group. It's the teamwork aspect that John just talked about, that we look at the the results of the group as a whole, and then we put those together towards that goal. Uh, It's usually centered around a profit dollar goal um, with the idea that HME as a group uh, needs to create enough ongoing momentum and profits and revenues so that we can continually to invest and and focus on that continuous improvement both from a plant equipment facilities type approach but then also internally to each one of us as employees and so The idea is centered around both of those calculations and that that fourth quarter letter. uh, Try to walk through kind of some of how those calculations work, but essentially they'll stay the same for 2024 in the calculations. So you'll see the graphs, we'll update the results, and we'll try to communicate out uh, to everybody kind of how to hit those goals, what those goals are, um, and try to how to improve from those.
0: Speaking on some of those, you know, improvements and equipment and and plants, things of that nature. Seems to be a lot of talk about some of the things going on around HME regarding new machinery and paint line. Uh, what, what, what are some of the things going on in 24 that you guys can speak to? So
3: 24, we have quite a few things planned. Uh, here in the immediate future, we'll be expecting shipment on our AGT projection system. And what that is, is an overhead projector that's projecting the layout of all the weldments onto the main members, whether it's a beam column, it can do up to 120 foot long members. So that's due here in the next month or two. Um, We also ordered another drill saw coper petting house line that will sit in the north building, paralleling the existing petting house line. The other thing we purchased, but it's a little ways out is a uh, AGT robotic welding system. It's due February, 2025. The other thing that we're hot and heavy researching is uh, plate lasers. Um, Plate laser technology has really taken off over the past few years. It was only a few years ago that the largest laser you can get is a 12 kilowatt. Today, they're making them up to 100 kilowatt. Um, So the the one we're looking at is a 40 kilowatt, uh, capable of processing two to five times faster than plasma, with a lot more precision and accuracy, less heat input. So that's something we're researching right now. Speaking of new equipment, TFI, they purchased a, an Akuma VTM last year. HME just commissioned their second Petty Assembler. Um, so lots of, lots of new equipment upgrades. The, the big thing that's on the books, and maybe, maybe John wants to talk about it, is our new uh, finishing facility. Sure.
2: It's it's probably not going to get
3: uh, completed in 2024,
2: but we're working on plans right now. Uh, I had a meeting with the, the city and the county um, yesterday, and uh, basically we're looking at a 100,000 square foot painting facility to move all the painting out of our main fabrication building over to the west side of the road. Um, we're going to have a lot of concrete around it and basically take all of the outbound freight over to that side of the road. And when we do that, the the purpose of that is to really give us a lot of paint capacity, number one, but also number two, all of the existing paint shop that we have now will turn into fabrication capacity. So we're expecting to get close to doubling our, our square foot of large fabrication capacity on that standpoint. Uh, but not only that, but with the additional robotics and the, the block system to really up our capabilities for producing large tonnages.
3: So on that finishing facility, what what that will also allow us to do, so we're going to consolidate all paint operations in that one facility. It'll allow us to expand our plate yard, Miss Metals yard to the west into that field because that's where that building will be developed. So it'll be a big win for the Miss Metal shop, paint facility.
0: Significant investment on some projects.
1: Yeah, and a couple others that I know, you know, we're still continuing to make improvements to the 200 Jackson building. Uh, the eminent domain process uh, that went on with Quincy and the door shop is still lingering out there for 2024. And so the relocation of TFI door uh, over here to the 200 Jackson building um, and continuing some of those downtown renovations that we're doing to both the retail shop at the 300 building, as well as continuing to expand into the 200 are, are both ongoing. And then maybe one last thing that we're still um, looking at is um, options for the Kansas City office. You know, we've got uh, the existing 6-0 building uh, that's over on the north side of Kansas City. And then we're needing to continue to look at options to kind of uh, better facilitate all the employees that live on the south side of Kansas City and some of the growth that we see in that area. So some other things that are still going on that are pretty exciting, too.
0: What is the time frame on that Kansas City?
2: We're, we're shooting for May. We've we've got several people that are uh looking to move that direction. Uh some new college grads, new hires and there's there's a lot of good people in southern Kansas City. A lot of good people up north too, but the majority of our Kansas City office lives south already. So if we can get those guys a little closer to the office and we kinda make a better recruiting hub in Kansas City, feels like it, it's a it's a good move
3: for us to make. Another thing to touch on, we keep, we keep bringing up estimating, but we do have a big initiative continuing through 2024 where we're meeting weekly. Um, we have teams working together to continue to develop processes and systems that will help us continue to refine the estimating process. So when we bid a piece of material, we know to the penny how much it cost us to build that.
1: Yeah, and that initiative is, is pretty exciting because it's focusing on the feedback loop that we desperately need from how operations through detailing, engineering, production, on-site field direction activities go back to the estimating. So that feedback loop is critical to be able to have that continuous improvement of how do we improve, where are we making money, where are we stubbing our toe, and then how to kind of continue forward from there.
0: Very good. Well, speaking of that, what let's talk about some of the upcoming jobs that have been awarded, talking about all the processes that are in place, some of the wins and the victories and, and some of the things that's kind of that are teed up for for the upcoming
3: year. Well, I know the big one that everyone hears about, the the Boeing plant in uh, St. Louis. That was a real big win for us. John, do you want to talk about that one or? Uh, sure.
2: Sure. So, the uh the estimating team really worked hard putting together this thing and uh you know it's 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 been a rough one to put together for uh getting all the numbers together in a short amount of time getting the materials right making sure that we've got every um t crossed and and i dotted um so the guys have really put together a, a good package um we submitted it back in early december um got a an initial award based on 60% drawings and then immediately after that drawings came out with about you know a, a ton of of revisions and uh, I think that initial um estimate was around 90 million and uh, now it's up to somewhere around 105 million and the the trusses were the the big thing that got a lot heavier the complexity of the of the connections got heavier and so we're detailing as fast as we can detail on it and, but it's it's going to be tight because uh this this change you know it added another 15 million dollars worth of work to do in the shop and the thing's got to start shipping in June so teams got a lot on their plate right now and and the detailing guys are really working hard engineering's working hard project management's coordinating schedules and trying to get everything figured out so it's you know and and it's one of those ones that that's kind of a defining moment for us once again you know when we when we take on that next big project uh, we said that we're going to perform and uh, you know if we don't perform it could turn ugly really fast so.
3: With the size of this project a lot of planning has to take place Um, we do have a really good plan in place we meet weekly uh, working through schedule planning we also have uh, other business partners on board other fabricators to aid with the fabrication right now our detailing department has about 4 people in the model so what that means is they're in the model all modeling the structure simultaneously in an effort to get this thing designed and out as quick as possible project management engineering and the other departments are all working together to to refine design for efficiencies and costs the customer's final drawings are not finalized so there's changes coming in so a, a lot of upfront work but we're 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 definitely all, all rowing in the right direction to keep this thing moving. Just to kind of put a gauge on some of the numbers, John mentioned 90 million. Well, when we first bid that, that was 18,000 tons of steel. Now that's 21,500 tons of steel. That's about 950 semi-loads of steel. So pretty pretty big, pretty exciting. Procurement has already ordered the for first section of the building. It's about uh, Three million dollars worth of steel, or thirty-five hundred tons. So we should expect to see that material rolling in. A lot of exciting things with that job, and that's also driving some of this equipment investments with the new beam line coming online here in a couple months, with the petty assembler coming online just a couple weeks ago. The plate laser is another thing that we're hoping we can get figured out and get in here in enough time to help with the project.
0: Sounds exciting. I know, John. I know I heard you say that. Without maybe some of the challenges of the previous couple of years, you wouldn't have been in a position to take on something like this with the confidence that you have.
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's growing um, and learning how to do stuff better every day, um, continuously improving and, and looking forward to that, ne- that next challenge.
0: So with some of these jobs that are sizable, ready to kick off, uh, what kind of impact does that have on the shop activity currently? A few months ago, our shop schedule was completely full. We
3: had, through the beginning of January on, everything was planned, everything was well-scheduled. There were some events uh, on some of the projects outside of HME's control. Job schedules moved. Underground utilities were found on one job site. Unfortunately, we have to flow with some of that stuff. So the unknowns of the changes on the projects, we had to halt on, on fabrication Allow the client to figure out things on their end and then uh, we'll resume fabrication. So, unfortunately, that's what's caused this short term slowdown. So, we still have all those projects on the books. They've just slid out on us a little bit. So, it, it won't be long before we're-, we're loaded back up again.
1: And then that's on- honestly why we look at growth kind of in the way that we do. You know, part of the goal of growth is not just an overall sales dollar, but it's really how do we keep the shop from having those peaks and valleys in production. How do we keep production as full as we can, uh, as much as we can, and continue to push that so that we can have opportunities to add staff, add capacity, and bringing on jobs like Boeing or some of the other large ones allow us to have that kind of more consistent, high-level, high-capacity use of all the facilities and then continue to build into additional efficiencies and things. And so it's really a good combination of having some of those large jobs that may take a little while to get up off the ground, but really do aid so that we don't have a slowdown that lasts for a week or so, and we're able to just kind of rock and roll at a high capacity all year long.
2: Oh, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, this is a little bit of the, the calm before the storm the shit will hit the fan i mean that's <laughs> that's given there's through the years we've we've always kind of had a little bit of a struggle with that where construction schedules they change um, you know have a big job you're planning on coming in and all of a sudden uh, there's a winter storm that shuts down a const, you know a, a site for a couple weeks they weren't expected and we get pushed back or in this case i think it was a uh, they ran into some underground uh, utilities they weren't expecting, uh, caused cause some problems where now they're redesigning some footings and it and, and still might change a little bit. So we're having to, to shift gears on the fly. But I think um, from a standpoint of being in a good position, we're really good. Take this as an opportunity to catch your breath
3: just a little bit, catch your breath a little bit and then enjoy your 40 hour weeks while they last.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll be asking for overtime again. All right, we're moving on now to the shout-outs. We're going to start with our very own fearless leader, Mr. John Hass, with the Sales and Marketing Executive of the Year Award. It was presented to him on Tuesday. And, uh, John, you're a social media darling right now. You're trending. So it was a very nice, nice award. And, you know, past recipients have been governors, mayors, many prominent business leaders that have helped shape uh, the business community in Topeka. So, very nice honor. Thank you very much.
2: You know, I, I got to say that uh, sometimes I'm, I'm not sure why they chose me. I, I don't feel like I'm out there promoting anything. I'm just, you know, trying to do a good job and uh, come to work each day and try to do best I can. The one thing I would say is that I feel like that reward is a big part of all the really great people around me. You know, every every person in the company is is rowing in the right direction and, and pushing us forward and I feel like I've I've been fortunate to be able to find a lot of smart, great people that, you know, they they take that burden off of me and 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 honestly they deserve the credit, not me.
0: Well you were the one standing up there behind the podium
1: so uh that was also for the forty six minute long speech behind the podium, <laughs> podium up
0: there. But. He had a lot to say. So other shout outs for folks that kind of went above and beyond.
1: I'd like to throw out one. We, for the first time uh, as an HME group, we had to have our first financial audit. We're finally getting to the size that they wanted to double check everything that I do and all the other accounting staff do. So big shout out to Kat, to Brett, and to all of uh, the accounting staff that helped go through financial audit went off flawless, kind of with no changes, no recommendations. So great testament to the work those guys are doing.
0: So you're at the size where the auditor gets audited now.
1: That's
2: correct. Scary thought. You know, and, and as much as, as Kevin is is commending all of his people, I, I got to say that, that Kevin's that guy that he just does everything right. And a huge credit to Kevin and, and everything he's doing over there. But, uh, you know, he's kind of like the rest of it. It's the, it's the great people, not only Kevin, but the great people around him.
3: A couple of other shout outs. Um, we just completed our AISC audit. We are certified by the American Institute of Steel Construction. So we completed our fabrication audit and our erection audit. And I want to give a shout out to Eric Booty and Ron Reeser. Those guys worked hard to uh, put that together. And uh, we, we came out of the audit looking really good.
2: You know, I've got a couple of them. But uh, we, we promoted Jason Roney to erection manager here last summer. And, and I feel like the guys just knocked it out of the park his attention to detail and making sure that the team is working correctly and, and taking care of the safety, taking care of the little things that means so much. You know, there, there's a lot of risk in the, in the erection side, and, and Jason is just really doing a phenomenal job. And I uh, just wanted to say, hey, Jason, we really appreciate everything you're doing for us.
3: You know, last one I'd like to throw a shout-out to is Howard Stice. Howard's a detailing manager of our detailing department, I've been working with him really closely with this Boeing project, and a guy with a can-do attitude, yes, we can make that work. Always problem-solving, always looking at ways of how can we get this Boeing project moving in the right direction. So Howard's a, a huge team player and a great asset, so good job, Howard.
0: All right, so we're going to say great job, Chiefs. Yeah, we're going to root them jobs. on. This, this might right.
1: come out after the Super Bowl, but we're, we're going to celebrate Congratulations. win. Congratulations. <laughs> we're, we're celebrating yeah. a win.
0: We're all going to
2: have the uh, McAllen shirt and the uh, McCass shirt. And so it's what,
0: Friday, February 9th? Yeah, we'll have to re-record the whole podcast if they don't win. There you can so just delete this part, right? <laughs> <laughs> we, we have predicted Chiefs are winning. So good job, Chiefs. <laughs> or Chiefs, Chiefs have won. Chiefs win 24 19 all right that is a wrap be greater than yesterday stay safe and keep kicking ass